Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, we continue the series that we began this last week, the first you know, week of March. Our series of March is Pray Like This. And we're going to take a look at prayer for this Lenten season. And as we do that, you know, we had um, last week, you know, the, the challenge for you is to take the Lord's Prayer, because we kind of walk through the Lord's Prayer. It says, you know, how will I pray the Lord's Prayer this week? So you could have the opportunity with seven days to take all seven petitions and to take one petition a day and use that as kind of a theme or a guide for your prayer. It's a great opportunity to do that. You know, like when it says, thy will be done on that particular day to think, okay, God, so when I say thy will, your will be done in the world, but in my life, you know, Lord, where do I need your will to be done in my life? Where am I being resistant to your will in my life? And you think about prayer, you know, prayer is, is something, even as the, the religious landscape of America changes, of North America, there's still about 48% of Americans say that they pray. Some 79% have prayed at least once in the last three months. So prayer is something that is still very much a part of, you know, our culture and a part of our lives. But I wonder if your prayer is ever something kind of like, we're going to watch a little infomercial here in just a moment, and, and I wonder if your prayer is ever something like this here. I know mine is. So let's take a look here, and then we'll kind of see if you can figure out what it's about. It's Will Ferrell. I just, I love Will Ferrell. So here's the question here. Oops, I disappeared. I disappeared from everything. I'm going to restart my thing. So the question is, when you're praying, are you, like, you know, I've been this morning, ever distracted? How many of you ever face distractions when you pray? A few of you do. Most of you do. You know, it's easy to get distracted, right? I mean, you think about it, you're going to pray, and one of the reasons that we are distracted is because there is someone who does not want us to pray. You know, the devil would do anything he can do to distract us, keeping us busy, you know, getting us worried about, you know, other things going on, all these things that can distract us. So how do we deal with distractions when it comes to prayer? The first thing to do is to realize that the likelihood is, maybe not every time, but there will be moments when you will be distracted because we're human. Life is busy and crazy and chaotic, and our minds can wander and, and wonder and worry, and it's easy for us to face distractions. So how do we deal with that? How do we stay focused when praying? Well, one of the first things to, to know that I think is important is that it is better that we show up and don't give up when it comes to prayer. Even if you have a hard time focusing, even if you find it easy to be distracted, you know, or in the middle of your prayers you fall asleep. But it's better to show up and begin praying. And the one thing, too, that, to know is that even if we aren't 100% engaged in that prayer time, God is. God is 100% engaged in his, our prayer time with him, even when we are not. Because his engagement is not conditioned on our engagement. His engagement is what he offers us in love 
and grace in his son, Jesus Christ. Go back to how we talked about prayer. That first petition of the Lord's Prayer is our Father. And that we have this relationship with our God. But let's jump to our text here. We're going to go to the last verse that we read, verse 35, Mark 1. Let's read this together. In the morning, long before sunrise, Jesus went to a place where he could be alone to pray. Why did Jesus get up early in the morning? This is not the only time we find in Scripture that he did this. Why did he get up so early in the morning to go pray? Yeah, there are a number of reasons why. One, because there was distractions. That's why we included the longer part of this text here. I mean, he had people who were gathered to listen to him teach because he was such an amazing teacher. And he didn't teach like the experts in Moses' teachings did because he taught with one with authority. And he taught one who helped them understand God's grace and love for them. He, he also performed miracles. He performed miracles and he, he took people that were sick and people that were lame and, and mute and, and deaf and, and, and blind. He, he healed people. He brought the dead back to life. He, he had control and power over demons with just saying, get out of him. And they would leave. And so people gathered there. You know, he had this busy day. And then, you know, what happens? It says, you know, he goes and he heals Simon Peter's mother-in-law. And then everybody had heard about him. The entire town is just packed inside. And sometimes, you know, our lives are like that. Sometimes, you know, the, just the distractions we have is that life is just so busy with so many things and so many thoughts, and it's easy to be distracted. And Jesus also does this because he knows the value of spending some time with his Father. The invitation that he gives us in the Lord's Prayer is that we come to our God, not the creator of the universe, yes, that he is, and not king of the universe, which he is, but to our Father in heaven. And to do that without distractions. So how do we do that without distractions? How do we, you know, do more than just show up and, and, and not give up? So what I want to offer here is just some, I think, some practical points or tips for what it means for us to be engaged in prayer and to kind of do what Jesus did. Maybe not early in the morning. Not all of us are early birds. Not all of us get up bright and bushy-tailed. Some of us are night owls. Some of us are night owls and early birds at the same time, like me. Go to bed at 1, get up at 5. Why not? But as we do that, you know, how do we you know, reduce the distractions? So some of what I'm going to offer you are things that I put in practice in my life at different times because it helps me. So you know, number one is to pray with Scripture. Okay? In some ways, it's kind of like, well, duh. But I mean... Pray with Scripture. The portals of prayer, a number of you use those portals of prayer on a regular basis. And the great thing is, it's got a little devotion. It's got a prayer. It's got, you know, Scripture with it. You know, and, and you can use that definitely as part of your prayer time. To have some Scripture that is in your head, in your thinking, and in your praying. But you can also pray with Scripture even just as you open the Bible. You, by the way, do you know there are 650-some prayers in the Bible? I found the list. I, I never counted it, but I, I, I thought, you know, I wonder how many prayers in the Bible. And I Googled, and Google said 600. Well, Google didn't say. It led me to an article by the Gospel Coalition, which had this great article, and gave a reference for all 650 prayers. So now what I plan to do is I plan to go and, and use those as part of my Scripture time, and I can think about that prayer and see how that shapes my prayer time. But, you know, using Scripture sometimes to shape our prayer. 
sometimes you'll hear someone say, well, you pray that text back to God. Now, don't use that as some magical kind of put a quarter in the vending machine and think, if I pray like this, God's going to give me, you know. But it can help guide us in our prayers, you know. So if you'd use one of Jonah's prayers, how might that help you pray for your enemies? You know, how might your prayer for someone who is sick, you know, be guided by what Scripture says? But using Scripture as God steps into our prayer life through his word. The other way to do this is to pray with music. And what I mean to pray with music is, is sometimes music can be very powerful. Martin Luther understood this, you know, and, and wrote about this a number of times, that the power of, of music in prayer life, in worship life. And what I mean by this is if there's a lot of noise, you know, or maybe there's no noise at all, and that's distracting to you, that sometimes music can be very helpful. Now, what I don't probably think is the most helpful for prayer life, maybe it is for you, is headbanger kind of music. But, you know, something that, it, that is, whether it's hymns, you know, whether it's, it's you know, um, instrumental music, whether it's listening to something like, you know, K-Love or something like that, and it's, it's Chris Tomlin or Michael W. Smith or whoever else you might listen to in contemporary kind of music. But, but sometimes listening to that kind of music can really help us, you know, focus in on prayer. It can help us, you know, think through even as we hear those songs and use those as a form of us praying back to God. I mean, a lot of the psalms are poetic. A lot of the psalms are songs which are a form of prayer back to God. So being able to use music sometimes, especially if you're in a place where it's noisy or there's a lot of other distractions, to help you stay focused. Another one is to pray with mood. Now, this is similar to music. By the way, these are all pray with. So some of these pray with are kind of weird sounding. Pray with scripture makes sense. Pray with music. Pray with mood. It, it set the mood. You know, it, it, this is a picture here. It's got the cross and the candles, like the cross, crosses that Dale made, that he made a few more of those. You know, we, we've had crosses like that before, and, and we, in the past, for our family devotions, in prayer time, would use our baptismal candles. And so the baptismal candle, instead of being something that's pristine, was lit only once, is a little tiny stub. Um, but we use that much like, thank you, Ken, for lighting the candles. By the way, I'm consistent because I completely forgot the candles um, last night. Tim wasn't here last night, and he wasn't here this morning, so the candles just didn't get lit. <laughs> but the, the candles and, and, and maybe incense, if you want, or, you know, a little aroma sensor, you know, things like a cross, you know, kind of setting up a place that helps set the mood for you. That maybe if you do that, it, it really helps you get kind of in the game when it comes to prayer. And so if it's helpful, do things that set the mood. And maybe music is part of setting the mood. And maybe it's a place where there's a room or you know, a little desk. You can light a few candles and you can put a cross there. And it makes you feel like, okay, now I'm, I'm here with God. And, and God and I are going to have this conversation. My Father in heaven, my Savior and I, we're going to talk. And he, he's going to listen and I'm going to listen. And we're going to have this great time together. Another is, is to pray with move. What I mean by move is maybe sitting still and praying is not the easiest thing for you to do. I mean, some of us love to sit still. We'd be much better if we'd sit, you know, or we kneel and we pray. Others of us can't sit still very long. And that's like me. I can't sit still very long. You know, and so praying while you move. I mean, I love, that's one of the reasons I love to go running. Sometimes I'm running and, and I'm in and out of prayers. I, when I'm in and out of prayers, I'll be praying for a while, then something happens like, oh, there's a bunny rabbit, you know. 
And, and I go back, oh, I've got to pray again. And I go back to pray. So I got this morning, you know, I was at the Planet Fitness going for a quick jog. And I used part of that time for praying. And then I watched something on the news because there's TVs on. And then I was back and praying. But I, but I moved. You know, and even if I, when I'm home on Fridays, if there's no one else around, I'm doing things like folding laundry or doing dishes. And sometimes I'm talking to God just like he was there with me. So if people walked in the house, you'd see me like, yeah, you know, God, and, and it's, it's kind of weird. But it's okay, too, to pray out loud. Pray while you move. If, if doing things and keeping moving helps you, in a sense, feel like, you know, you can have that conversation with God. Praying doesn't have to be, you know, folding our hands, closing our eyes, bowing our heads, and sitting still. Now, we teach kids that probably because it helps with what? Distraction. So if it helps you to fold your hands, close your eyes, put on some music, you know, and, and sit still, pray like that. But if that's hard for you to do, oh, get up and, and move and, and be in movement as you pray to God. Be in movement maybe is going for a jog or a walk, you know, in the park and being able to be in God's creation as you pray. The other is, is to pray with people. I mean, most often, and again, I read some stats. Most of us, 80% of us, tend to pray all alone. And again, there's the reason probably we spend some time alone in prayer. But it's also good to get together and to pray with others. I mean, there is a group that every Thursday, well, maybe not every Thursday, most every Thursday, you know, the Gap group, God Answers Prayer, gets together and they pray. So they'd always invite Chuck is here and would say, come to Gap on Thursdays at 630. You know, and, and pray. Or, you know, pray with your household or pray with some other friends or pray with some co-workers. That it sometimes can be good to be in a group of others and to pray together. That you can lift one another up in prayer. That you may not feel so alone when you pray. Especially if you're going through some stuff and you feel kind of isolated. Another is to pray, and this is just kind of a more artsy image here. It's to pray with a sense of, structure with purpose now i at times like to have kind of like you know a blank canvas when it comes to my prayer and so i just kind of all over like a big canvas and a big brush and you know things are splattered i'm here and i'm there and and i just kind of go all over but sometimes sometimes i really want structure so sometimes i'll pull out you know like this one pastor's prayer book that I have, and it's got some great structure to it, and, I, and, I, and it's important, especially if I'm a little more stressed, if, if what I need is a sense of knowing that God is in control and in charge, sometimes it's helpful to have structure to that prayer. So one of the, the things about portals of prayer, I mean, you can use just the first page there, but so there's also, if you look at that opening page, there's a whole structure that you can follow for your prayer life. Now, maybe it would challenge you, you know, if you're used to that structure, sometimes pray without the structure. See what it's like. If you don't pray with structure, sometimes pray with structure and see how that changes up your prayer. You know, as you talk about what it means to, to pray, you know, there, there, there's so many other things. I used to pray with sticky notes because sometimes I came with sticky notes of prayers that I'd written down. And now, you know, I've moved to most of that being on my phone, which can be a distraction, but you know, I know that part of what I can do is say, Siri, remind me to pray for, you know, Dale. And, I, and, and, and it's, it's on there. So I got a reminder of prayer list. And I even have this new app, which I should have probably put on the screen here, but called Echo, which 
I can to people in my prayers. And so as people come to me, if you come to me with a prayer request and I pull up my phone real quick, I'm adding you to my prayer app. And then it will pop up at random times, and I will pray for you. And then also when I have a more dedicated time for prayer, I will add that, open this up, and I can use that as prayer time. But just a great resource to use. The other is, you know, if you're distracted by a thought, you know, whether it's something you got to get done that day, something you're worried about, somebody you're thinking of, Maybe that's the Holy Spirit prompting you to chase that down with a prayer. And so you're thinking about, you know, this big project that you've got to get done. Or you're thinking about your kids or your grandkids. And say, you know what, I'm going to spend a few moments, I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to pray for the situation. I'm going to pray for them. It's better that we show up and that we don't give up. And that no matter how engaged we may be in prayer from time to time, from day to day, God is 100% engaged in prayer life with us. He hears our prayers. Whether our prayers are well organized, whether our prayers are structured, whether our prayers are chaotic, God hears and answers our prayers according to his will. The promise we have that we have in our faith in Jesus Christ is that we can go to our Father in heaven and we can have a conversation. Whether we're driving down the road, whether we're here gathered in worship, whether we're all alone, whether we're on a walk on a beautiful spring day in the park, whether our thoughts are organized or scattered, God hears our prayers. He hears your prayers. So here's the challenge for us as we move forward to this new week. You know, and if you didn't follow through with the last week's challenge, you can pick that up again this week or even just repeat it if you did do it last week. The seven petitions, you know, take a petition each day. But the question here is what step will you take to make your prayer life more focused? Whether it's maybe deciding that you're going to try listening to some music while you pray or, you know, getting some sticky notes so you can quickly jot down the thoughts that you have that you're going to get done so those don't bother you anymore. Or, you know, setting up a place in your home that's got candles and, and, and a little cross and, and maybe your Bible and your scriptures are there. And if you want that 650 prayer list, let me know and I'll email it to you. If I remember, I'll try to post it on Facebook, the link to that, because I'm intrigued by that. That, you know, you, you find some way to just be more focused. But most especially, don't give up. Show up for prayer and know that your Father in heaven is 100% engaged even when we are not. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing love and grace. We thank you and we praise you. That you are a God who hears and answers our prayers according to your will. We thank you that you are God who hears and listens to us. That, Lord, no matter what we are going through, whether our prayers are very focused, whether our prayers are very disorganized, you hear us. Whether we are fully engaged or partially engaged, you are there. We thank you for being the God who is always there for us. The God who always loves us. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.